Stories. Solomon Marks is a professional journalist sitting in the studio wondering what the hell is going on and also why the most popular presenter on LBC can't get some production put together for his ludicrous Dory's Watch confection. But these are mysteries for another time. How serious... Hey, how many times have I said to you, Donald Trump's in a lot of trouble, Simon Marks. How serious is it this time? Here we go again, James O'Brien. Well, Bloomberg, I see this morning in, in the uh, email that it puts out every morning to uh, Americans who subscribe, are describing this indictment as the big one. Mm. And I suppose it is the big one when you compare it to the uh, ones that have preceded it, namely the Manhattan move to uh, go after Donald Trump over the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels, the adult film actress, uh, the move by special prosecutor Jack Smith already taken to prosecute Donald Trump uh, for his alleged mishandling of classified documents. That, of course, made history because it was the first time uh, that any sitting or former American president had been indicted by the federal government, by the Department of Justice. Now he makes history again because he's been indicted for a second time by the Department of Justice. And this 45-page indictment uh, that was released last night is astonishing. I mean, let me just read you one paragraph. It's, it's, it's gripping. I mean, it's, it it's is, like a it? page-turning yeah. novel. The defendant lost the 2020 presidential election, it reads in its opening sentences. Despite having lost, the defendant was determined to remain in power. So for more than two months following election day uh, in 2020, the defendant spread lies that there had been outcome determinative fraud in the election and that he had actually won. These claims were false And the defendant knew they were false, but the defendant repeated and widely disseminated them anyway uh, to create an intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger and erode public faith in the administration of the election. That's one of the most extraordinary legal paragraphs (laughs) ever to have been written anywhere and absolutely the most extraordinary indictment to have been handed down yet against any sitting or former president. And it's backed up with conversations, isn't it? So that's the conclusion that Jack Smith arrives at. But the journey to that conclusion has um, sort of verbatim exchanges that were unfolding between the defendant and co-conspirators. Yes, co-conspirators who have not been named, but I think we know uh, clearly who two of them are. One of them very much sounds and looks like Rudy Giuliani, the Mm -hmm. former mayor of New York. The other very much looks and sounds like uh, a Trump lawyer, John Eastman, who basically kind of concocted the scheme to try and persuade Vice President Mike Pence um, to act in a unconstitutional manner and refuse on January the 6th to certify the outcome of Joe Biden's election victory. So, I mean, the charges that Trump uh, is facing are substantial. He's facing three conspiracy charges. Conspiracy to defraud the United States uh, by doing it out of the outcome of the 2020 election. Conspiracy to obstruct an official government proceeding. In other words, what was taking place on Capitol Hill that day, the rubber stamping of Joe Biden's election victory. And conspiracy to deprive people of a civil right, namely their right to have their votes fairly counted and reflected. But one of the issues that's going to dog this criminal case as it moves forward is contained in that very paragraph that I was reading before, which is this notion that Donald Trump knowingly lied when he said that the outcome of the election had been rigged. Of course, the Trump people say, Mm. well, it wasn't a lie. Not only was he not lying, he believes to this day, Mm. and he's got a First Amendment right to believe to this day that the outcome of the election was rigged. So this is going to be a case, uh, as it moves forward, and I suspect it 
will move forward much more slowly than prosecutors would like, uh, is absolutely going to litigate once again the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. And that's why, of course, Jack Smith has gone to great pains to list all of the people who repeatedly told Trump that yes. his claims were not true, from Pence, senior DOJ leaders, director of national intelligence, senior White House attorneys, state legislators, campaign staffers and the courts. But, but an earlier caller pointed out it's not dissimilar to Boris Johnson's defence when he found himself facing... Um, rather different charges, but you can't prove that I didn't believe what I said was true when I said it. And, which, and which... I still, and Trump will say, I still absolutely yeah. believe it. And, and the important thing to note, James, is that this is not just a legal matter, of course. It's an intensely political matter because you're seeing Jack Smith moving against the man who is leaps and bounds ahead of all his other rivals in the race for the Republican Party's presidential nomination. Uh, there is an active election now underway uh, and uh, Trump uh, already yesterday was uh, equating this with uh, sort of uh, Nazi style persecution and he will continue to maintain that this is an effort to topple him even in the week in which his popularity according to the latest New York Times poll among Republican voters soared to Mm. 54%. Every single time an indictment comes along it it just cements support around him. Which is a conversation for another day. You were in D.C. at the time, during that two-month period. Because, you know, the suspicion that he was planning on essentially retaining power despite losing an election was very real. Were you surprised by the detail? No, because I think we've, I mean, I think we've seen so much of the detail through the January 6th committee hearings that took place in the House of Representatives. I mean, in a way, what we're seeing now, finally, uh, with these indictments is the payoff for the work that was done by the January 6th committee, flawed though many analysts, uh, you know, would say that that committee was because the only Republicans serving on it were considered traitors by Donald Trump. Uh, But we're not out of the, he's not out of the woods yet at all, because this is just the latest indictment, within days it looks like the authorities in the state of Georgia are also going to bring criminal charges against him for that phone call in which he said, I just want you to go and find me another 12,000 votes. Which is on tape. Which, absolutely on tape, and, and, and which they what defend. Do, what what because do the supporters do when they hear that then? They, they, just... they, they, they all increasingly take the view that there is a double standard being pursued by the Department of Justice. Right. And that Donald Trump is the victim of political persecution, yeah. and that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are essentially getting off scot-free and and there's a danger in all of this for Attorney General Merrick Garland that you know if this if we are in, in November of next year uh, are saying to one another he's won again how yeah. on earth did he get Don't back into the White House and out. you cannot rule that Absolutely, out you can't rule the that roots out. of that will be this Holy moly. That's it from me for another day. Thank you to Simon Marks. You'd never know that he had epic jet lag, would you, in the context of that conversation. Uh, If you missed any of today's show, you can listen back on Catch Up on Global Player, Rewind Live Radio, enjoy the whole show podcast. Um, And uh, all LBC shows are there. Tom Swarbrick will be with you at four. Sheila Fogarty is with you now. Will you do me a favour? What? Will you say hello to a gentleman called Nelson Kimaguzi, who I met on the way to work, and to say he is starstruck by you would be an understatement, and also very appreciative of what you do on air. So would you say, he, I know it would make his absolute day. Uh, well, it'd be my absolute pleasure. Nelson Kimaguzi. Nelson Kimaguzi, thank you, mate. A man of impeccable taste, and the cheque is in the post. <laughs> I had a chat with his wife on the phone this morning on the way to work. He made, he rang her and made me talk to her. Oh, Rebecca. She was lovely. Big fans. Fantastic. Yeah.
Thank anyway, you. there you go. Hello, Simon. Hello, Sheila. Oh, it's too, it's too nice to work now, isn't it? <laughs> Just want to chat to the boys. Anyway, I won't. I've got work to do.